I've been there, you've been there, anyone who's ever been a parent has been there. It's that nasty little thing called mom guilt. Yeah, we're diving into that one today. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Mitch. A few years ago, I didn't plan on misplacing the vibrant live out loud dreamer I'd been in life when I found myself knee deep in motherhood. Oh, and the feeling very alone part, that was unexpected. I felt so stuck and worthless and I knew I didn't want to be this person. Getting my own life back was just the start. Sharing the journey and helping other moms do the same has become my mission. Being mom isn't just one thing. It is relationships, it's children, it's business, friendship, making a house into a home, defining who you are, it's determining your style, it's adventure, and so much more. I'm inviting you on the journey of discovering how we can have more fun Add deeper richness and become the best moms and women because mom may be the name you hear the most it's not the only name that matters let's do this okay I'm getting comfy here I'm in my room the doors closed and we are ready to dive into a topic that so many of us deal with when we become a parent and there's no way you can understand it until you have a kid and then suddenly one day you're like oh my gosh I feel really awful <laughs> I'm gonna go through the different types of mom guilt that either I've experienced or that I've talked about with my friends and then what I've done to overcome that nagging drag of a feeling. But first, I wanted to see what good old Google had to say on the subject, or as my husband says, my French cousin Google, which does not sound French. The first one I came up with was from the Cleveland Clinic Health Essentials and to them, I'm gonna read this, Mom guilt is a name given to the feelings of guilt and shame some people feel when they don't live up to their own or others' expectations in their role as a parent. It's like an internal dialogue that tells you you are failing as a caregiver. Yeesh. So let's go to number two that I came up with, and this one is from Parenting for the Brain. It says, usually mother guilt is accompanied by shame. Guilt often co-occurs with and is exasperated by feelings of inferiority, exhaustion, confusion, fear, and anger. Some mothers also feel angry both at themselves and at those who make them feel guilty. So in everyday life, where are we getting all this mom guilt from? Well, from momming, first of all. But it's really these outside sources that we're looking to for validation. We compare ourselves to other moms. We go to social media or Pinterest or, oh my gosh, Pinterest. I mean, I love it. I hate it. It's like, ah, uh, I feel a little inadequate on there sometimes, right? But really great dessert recipes. Listening to podcasts like this one, and hopefully that's not doing this to you. Hopefully we're bringing a little more relatable stuff. Societal expectations. What are the messages we're picking up from everywhere and everyone else about how we're supposed to be showing up as a mom? And we get it from other people making comments other parents making comments because you know other parents although we're in the deal we still have that look sometimes like oh yeah i wouldn't have done it that way <laughs> and it's not like we don't see it i know i've been there done that both sides sorry and then my favorite one is people without kids okay that's always a fun one and maybe not so much guilt but a little more eye rolling and then still sometimes they just know exactly where to poke right so we have all of these sources that create this mom guilt for something that we're doing at home the best that we can. No instruction manual. So let's look at some of the top way that guilt does rear its ugly little head and then we'll get into how we can take that guilt out and make it take a hike. You ready? Big breath. Mom guilt number one, working mom. Mm. 
This one can start before our kid even pops our head out into the scene. And I was reminded of this so much the other night when Andrew and I, we were watching an episode of Suits. Yes, guilty pleasure, Rick Hoffman as Lewis Litt, comedy gold, check him out. So the episode that literally made my heart hurt with that I've been there feeling was when Lewis Litt and his soon-to-be wife, Sheila, they were expecting. Now, Sheila is this fierce go-getter woman in her career, like she is the top of the top. And she has this offer to become a dean at some top-rated law school. And then in a total pregnancy moment, she feels torn between taking her career, you know, like a boss lady as far as she can go, or stepping off the gas because she has this baby on the way. Not to mention all the whack things that pregnancy is playing on her. And I could totally relate to that feeling of being torn between these two worlds. Something you've worked hard for and love pursuing, and then having this precious child and you give your whole heart this new depth of feeling of love and you don't want to miss any of those moments. When I got pregnant with Zaya, my first, I was traveling the world on average between eight to 12 times a year and it would be for at least a week at a time. And that's a lot of away time from a baby, especially in my case, a newborn who refused to take a bottle. So every two hours, you know where I was. Fortunately, the other parts of the year where I wasn't on the road, I did work from home. But mom guilt didn't even have the courtesy to wait until she was born. It started during pregnancy. Mom brain is a true thing. <laughs> I even read up on this stuff because I used to be the type of person that never had to write a calendar or take notes or anything to remember things. It's like my brain, it was sharp, it was on point. I can meet you once and then tell you your whole life story a year later when we meet again the next time. But your brain, it literally shrinks when you're pregnant, real thing. And I remember this time that I had something, I was running a show and I had something important to do and I was I had to go see someone or do something. And I was mission focused. I was, I was, I was having absolutely no idea where I was going. <laughs> Mom brain one, memory and work, big old fat zero. Sorry, coworkers, guilt. <laughs> of course, with my baby, my traveling schedule definitely went down. I waited until Zaya was about six months old and then I enlisted my mom's help to get back out on the road and start working. And again, this kid still wouldn't take a bottle, not a binky, not a bottle, just nothing but the boob type of baby. Hooray, right? And we ended up putting seven stamps in her passport when she was six months and I went off to do all these training and run events, figure out how I'm gonna be running them and doing these feeding breaks. And there was this time that I was up on stage and suddenly my mom, I get that interrupt like, you, you can't be up there anymore, baby needs you. And there were times when I thought I was in a private room and I started feeding and then suddenly a parade of my coworkers just comes marching on through and I'm like, hey, what's up? Just me, my baby and my boob. <laughs> and I know it's natural, but let's just admit, it's a little awkward too. And I even remember that I was doing this one-on-one -on -one session with this beautiful woman, she was so sweet. And I had to ask, are you okay if we do this while I'm feeding? Like that one was with Eja, my second one. And it was this juggle of trying to be mom awesome and work awesome all at once. And it was a challenge to say the least. So then we finally get to the point where Zaya, she's using a sippy cup. This is around 10 months old. And I take my first work trip without her and everyone kept asking me, oh my gosh, do you miss her so much? And of course I answer yes, but just between you and me, as much as I loved my baby, and I was looking forward to getting back to her, and I was. 
It was also so nice to just be me, have my body to myself, not anybody else's, and be doing what I did like I did it before. It felt good. And I felt like I'd be judged if I said that. And then I came home and my sweet baby didn't even seem to miss me that much either. She'd been doing all of these cool things with her Auntie Sherry and I missed out on all of that. So it was like knife in the gut. So guilty around not being fully present for my baby, guilty about not being fully present at work, guilty about not being guilty about being away from my baby. Work guilt, good times. <laughs> Let's switch modes now and go over what worked for me and dropping all of this nonsense around the working, kind of working, yada, yada, yada. The thing that helped the most, and it really seems to be the thing that helps in the most in any kind of feeling the dump situation, is stepping outside of myself. There, the answer to everything. My podcast career is now over. JK, LOL, I'm having too much fun. No, really, how did I step outside of myself, so to speak? by going to other people that I trust and that also have experience in this deal. Let's start with the going to work part of the situation. My answer comes in two different experiences for my life. And the first was with my own upbringing with a working mom. Now, my mom not only worked full time, half of my childhood, she was going to school full time on top of that. Oh yeah, and she didn't start learning English until she moved here in her 20s. So the whole second language deal on top. So as a nurse and a college student, I remember there were times when she would literally work 24 hour shifts, come home and sleep for maybe three hours, get up and study, go to school and then go back to work. And how she maintained this for years on end, I will never, never fathom, but she did it. And her biggest regret is that she felt like she never got to be that home mom there for all the things and creating memories. And I totally get this, and I'm not saying to go work as many hours she did, but when I look back on my childhood, I don't remember being lonely. What she did was make the time that she did have with us count. She became a Girl Scout troop leader so that I could be in the Girl Scouts. We spent time making these elaborate obstacle courses in the backyard or movies or eating a picnic. And then, okay, so this is just kind of mean, and I kind of feel bad in retrospect, but it was super funny to me and my brother at the time. But we have these memories of sneaking up on her when it was time to wake her up. And instead, you know, being kids, of going gently, mom, it's time to get up. We would scare the crap out of her because she would always jump up so high and we thought it was the most hilarious thing. And I know, it's awful, I'm not proud, but me and my brother, we sure did get a kick out of it. And it's a memory that makes me smile, I say, looking away. Maybe some kid guilt there. Besides being purposeful with having quality of time in the moments that we had, having that quintessential latchkey kid childhood of the 80s, it gave me some character traits that really served me well in my life. And I might have had to learn the hard way as an adult if I hadn't learned it then. The second experience came when I traveled with my girls. I had so many women come up to me and thank me for showing, me, showing them that pursuing something that you're passionate about doesn't mean you have to sacrifice as a mom. And kids are pretty hardy. They'll adapt to situations we put them in. And I love that my girls were getting firsthand experience of what pursuing and working for something is. So all of this is to say, working moms, you're not jipping your kids. 
Those quality moments will stick with them and count more than just a bunch of time being near them scrolling on your phone, right? So let's jump into guilt number two, and that's the stay-at-home mom guilt. I'd say that in this day and age, it's pretty safe to say that most of us have had a job. And you know what it feels like to earn money, to contribute to the household, to be utilized for your skills. Then you make the choice to become a stay-at-home mom. You're not going to miss any of those first moments. You're going to mold this amazing human with so much love and nurturing and you're gonna have the most amazing relationship with your kids. Then it creeps in, little by little at first, and then like a hammer. You just want five freaking minutes to yourself, and you crave a conversation that you don't have to repeat yourself multiple times, and still get misunderstood. And whoop, there it is, back at monster moment from episode number one, guilt. Not to mention you went from a two-income household to now a one-income household. And although you're doing your best to pour in all of the great things into your child and run a beautiful and clean HGTV home, make Betty Crocker meals, and never have a dirty piece of laundry, it doesn't quite work out. You're still stressed out. You're still overwhelmed. And now you feel like you're not adding any value to the house because momming doesn't come with an income, even though it's 24-7, 365 guilt. What do we do about this dilemma? Again, stepping outside of yourself. (sighs) I had to start looking at myself like I was talking to my best friend. If she were in this situation, I would never see her as worthless. In fact, I'd probably be jealous trying to keep up. And there's certainly no other job that's as demanding and filled with pressure as parenthood. It never ends, and you're constantly wondering how much you're gonna have to save for therapy in the future because you've lost it like a mother a couple, three or four times. Andrew just got home, so pardon the barking. (laughs) You have the, am I raising a genius or am I raising a sociopath? It depends on the day. Either way for me, having a conversation with Andrew, all right, let's be real, they are ongoing conversations. The point is, be in communication with your honey bunches of oats. It's okay for you to rearrange how things are working at different points in your life with your family because life, it's not static. Dog. Also, it's okay to need alone time. Let me repeat that one. It's okay to take time for yourself. It doesn't matter what your working situation is. Everyone needs to refuel. I used to feel like I had to be actively playing with my girls all the time. Stay at home mom, right? And add to that in vitro tip kids on top of that. It's like, I should be cherishing every stinking minute. And it's not sustainable. And it's actually not what the kids need. I learned that giving them space, teaching them how to turn boredom into creativity, how to come up with solutions when they argue and that mom needs her time. These are all important skills for them to know. And I'm a better mom when I equip them to be better adults by teaching them this stuff and then having that precious time to enjoy the company of me, myself, and I, or my friends. So then we think we can have it all with this great idea of, let's bring the work home. I'll be a stay-at-home work-home mom. (laughs) Because having separate spaces for my kids to do all of my work is not my most effective time of use and skills. Woo! Just getting this episode outlined on my laptop at my kitchen table, I was surrounded by Play-Doh, And little girls that were like, look at what I just 
or mom, can you make this shape for me? It was definitely a much longer process than if I had an office with privacy. And when I get requests for, I need your help, do I, do I mom first or do I get my work done? And then I forgot to take some meat out to thaw for dinner, so there's that. And am I getting everything into this episode that I had planned on? Well, at least my girls get to see me, right? Guilt. I also had the time where I would be on the phone with clients. This is a little bit back in the day. And I'd be breastfeeding one baby, another one would be screaming in the background, and just for good measure, so perfect because my dog was just barking, the dogs would bark because there was a mysterious unknown sound outside that was sure to be an intruder. Professionalism at its finest. (laughs) Working from home definitely has its challenges. Sometimes it's hard for the kids, especially when they're young in particular, to understand that you're not just on your laptop for fun or scrolling on the phone to watch reels. It's something that you actually have to get done with a time frame on it. How I keep this guilt in check is by knowing one, like in the work away from home scenario, and even in the not working one, making sure I have focused time with my girls does wonders. I might be surrounded by little hands while I was outlining this and they'll know that when I'm done, I'm gonna give them direct attention. And I do. And they get their cups filled up with that quality time and then they're off again to do their own thing and they feel great. I also refuse to feel guilty for pursuing what I'm passionate about. I know not every work at home job is a passion, but it is you accomplishing something. It is you doing what you can to alleviate financial pressure in the house. And it is something that will show your kids that work ethic, that pursuit of passion, that having boundaries, these are all worthy characteristics in life. Good thing. Time to move on to mom guilt number three. Well, number four, stay at home, work at home. Mom was three, now we're on to four. As if we already haven't had enough. This is the guilt we experience regardless of working or home. It's just stuff that happens because you have a kid in your life. <laughs> let's, start, um, let's start this one with the need for time to myself, but the kids keep interrupting guilt. I was listening to a podcast the other day and one of the moms was talking about how her relief and refuel time is taking a bath. Now, even with locks on the doors, kids are pretty crafty and inevitably there is a kid in her bathroom every couple of minutes. And even though they hadn't talked to her like once in the hour before she got into the bath, of course. She said she talks nicely to them like maybe three, four times. And then after that, it's just straight up yelling at them to get out. And then she feels bad because her yelling is pretty intense. Like, I love it. Every kid needs to grow up knowing there's a little crazy in their mom, right? Next, at some point in time, if you have a kid, there will be an injury. If you've listened to previous episodes, you know that we live out in the country and we have these no climb fences. So basically what they are, they're these steel frames with this really thick chicken wire, but they're squares. And so at the bottom of the frames, you know, sometimes little wires will poke out just a little bit. So one day I was closing the gate And Eja, my youngest, she was behind me and she was chattering away and and doing her thing. And all of a sudden she starts yelling. And I assume it's because I'm not looking at her and whatever it is she, that she wanted me to see. But then that scream takes on that pitch, you know, the one where it's up, I got to look. So I turned my head and somehow one of the pokey wires, which is like a huge barb is sticking into the skin of her ankle and has her dragged her foot under the metal frame of the gate. So I stopped and immediately I tried to, you know, gently move the door back, trying to stick her foot to get the wire out. And instead, uh, 
it rips her skin even more. I am literally ripping the flesh from her body. We finally get it out. We end up at the hospital a few stitches later. Mother of the year guilt has become my friend. <laughs> then we have the everyday, am I a good mom? Am I too strict? Am I not strict enough? I just lost it on them right now and did I scar them for life? Right, monster? Or am I horrible because they've lived on chicken nuggets and goldfish for the last month? Not saying that happens. Or this is the 10th tantrum they've had in the last hour and even though we're in the middle of the store, I lost it on them and now I'm getting the side eye from other parents. And of course, guilt makes its sway in with the always fun thought of, do I give my kids enough quality time and attention? Because honestly, sometimes my scroll on my phone is more interesting. So how do we deal with all of this? Alleviating guilt for me is making a point to really model what I would like my kids to emulate and learn in their life. If they need to make their bed, my bed is made. If they have limited tablet time, I make sure that my fun time isn't more than what they get. I mean, you get the idea here and it doesn't always work perfectly. I'm gonna mix it up a little bit here. Sometimes a little guilt might be a good thing. What? It's not the living in guilt, it's the gut check that it gives you. I admit, sometimes that phone is really addictive. And even though I'm researching or ordering something, I maybe spend a little more time on it than I need to or I get into cleaning mode and ain't nothing stopping me until it's done, or, 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 right? So when that gnawing feeling hits, I check in with it. And sometimes it's just my little brain that likes to tell me tall tales, and sometimes it's legitimate, and I need to take the hint and change something up. In the meanwhile, kids will get hurt whether you're looking or not. <laughs> you won't always be at your best as a mom, and in the end, you're doing the best you can with what you know now. The important thing is that you're paying attention and making steps to be a little bit better each day, even when it feels like you might be sliding back. Which leads me to the final roundup in our list of top mom guilds, number five. This one's a good one. It's a short one, but a good one. And some of you might laugh at this one and say, oh, I have no problem with this one. <laughs> and others of you I know have certainly got caught in this trap. I've talked to you about it and I know it. I feel guilty for asking my husband to watch the kids so I can do something by myself. <sighs> I know I had a problem with this one for the first few years and it still hits me up sometimes. The whole, I've been home with the kids all day while he's at work. How could I put that added stress on him when I've been home all day? Not that I've been up early, schooling the kids, feeding them, cleaning the house, working from home, running errands with the kids, doing laundry, doing dispute resolution between warring children, figuring out what's for dinner. Oh my gosh, that gets me every day. As if all of that isn't as taxing and valuable as his work day. Why do we do that comparison to ourselves and then feel bad about it? Like I said, this one is short and sweet and here's your answer. Dad is not a babysitter that you have to schedule and pay. He is their dad. His job title is the answer. He is equally as responsible for time with kids and taking care of them as you are. 
I have to hand it to Andrew. After I had some meltdowns in the past due to lack of alone time, he'll straight up, he'll call me out and tell me, go do something, get out of here, get refueled. <laughs> don't let monster back. And you don't have to have meltdowns to the, get to this point. Like a simple conversation can be world changing when it comes to this. And you might be thinking, it's the most obvious thing that we are about to break. But mamas, we're pretty good at hiding our distress until it gets to the exploding point. And you can't blame other people for being lulled into your, I'm fine, and taking you at your word. Sit down and figure out a plan to make sure that you're getting the space that you need. <sighs> I feel like I just took a load off of my chest. <laughs> Hopefully you do too. Here's the thing. Will we ever get rid of mom guilt completely? Uh, that would be a no. We don't need to get stuck in it and live there though, okay? No matter which of these situations your little guilt monster is smothered you in, there was an answer that is definitely the most common theme. Stop. Step outside of your story and make a plan for what quality time looks like for you and your family. Have grace and get refueled. We'll talk about that one another time. For now, I leave you until next Tuesday to go out, make it fun, make it rich, rock that mama roll and all of the other parts of you. Feel free to I can't even talk, but feel free to subscribe and like this episode and share it. It would just mean the world to me. And maybe it's just what someone else was looking for. But before I leave you, I have a little joke. What did the mommy buffalo say to her son when she dropped him off at school? Bye, son. With that, I will talk to you later. Have a great week, mama. Bye.